Welcome back into Behind the Bench with Carter Eckel. This is episode four, recorded Monday morning on December 6th. I almost said August, Jeff. I don't know where my head's at. I almost said August 6th. It is December 6th. I am your host, Carter Eckel. Behind the mic on the other end is our producer, Jeff Mulvahill of InstaImage.com. He is today's main sponsor. You can find his work and great photos at www.InstaImage.com. You can also find these podcasts online at NevadaAppeal.com and RecordCourier.com. You can check out more of my work on Twitter at Carter Eckel, E-C-K-L, on Twitter or through both of our newspapers' Facebook pages. I'm the sports director with the Nevada News Group. And we've got quite a bit to talk about today in our fourth installment of Behind the Bench. But we're starting with some breaking news. Nevada football head coach Jay Norvell, he is headed out to Colorado State. We'll take over for recently fired Steve Adazio. Staying in conference, we'll continue to coach in the Mountain West. So Nevada will continue to see their now former head coach, Every season, uh, you know, with with Colorado State, that was first reported by the Colorado and, and Yahoo Sports. Colorado State's football account has since tweeted out confirmation as well that Jay Norvell will be the 24th head coach for the Rams. Uh, Norvell, 33 and 26 in his time at Nevada, and I think most seasons, at least since I've been out here, he's been rumored to be wanting to take another job. Basically, every off season, kind of what opens up and. I mean, welcome to the landscape of college football where things can change in a heartbeat. And next thing you know, you got an interim coach coaching in your bowl game, which will be the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit against Western Michigan, for those of you who had not heard that yet. But Jay Norvell headed over to Colorado State after, you know, putting together some solid teams at Nevada, obviously a couple of pro prospects this season. Uh, they may have had higher expectations for this season, obviously, I know winning the Mountain West was a big one for them. But regardless, Nevada will be in search of a new head coach. The college football coaching carousel continues. It's been been a wild last week with the departures of Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly. And now we can add Jay Norvell to that list. So he is headed to Colorado State. Colorado State went three and nine last year. Uh, I guess the biggest the biggest thing here has got to be got to be money. Steve Adazio is set to make one point five five million dollars this year before he was let go. Norvell only set to make six hundred nineteen k in twenty twenty one with Nevada. So you'd think, I mean, that tends to be the biggest factor with all these college football coaches leaving is his price tag. So that's a big big news for Nevada and a big move for Colorado State. But that's just going to quickly touch on some breaking news there for Nevada that literally just happened about 10 minutes ago, came across the desk. But now we are going to move over to Douglas Boys and Girls Basketball. Our episode sponsor today, as I said, is www.instaimage.com. Douglas Boys Basketball sitting at 1-3, opened up the season with a 20-point league win over Reno, but then played in a tournament against three teams this past weekend, falling in all of those by double digits. Some good California schools, though. I from having talked to head coach Corey Thacker for my preview story, I knew Jesuit coming in was going to be a tough test. He knew that as well. Folsom is never never a joke. I don't know anything about Foothill, um, but they fell in that one, 73-21. Just a quick look at their roster. Cason Boggs had quite the outing against Reno, 32 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 steals. That'll get you a lot of attention, especially around northern Nevada, to do that in a league game to open up the season was 11 of 20 from the floor. So shooting over 50% too, something that uh, 
everybody else is going to be on on watch now, knowing that that guard is capable of of doing things like that. Douglas's roster deep and long. That is not <laughs> that is a big advantageous spot for head coach Corey Thacker this season. Quite a few players over six four, six five. Lots of seniors, lots of juniors, and a freshman who's the coach's son. So you have to imagine Caden Thacker, who is the freshman. Pretty basketball savvy mind there. But Kaysen Boggs, a senior guard at 6'3". You can imagine you'll see a lot of him. Dakota Jones returning as well at guard, 6'1". You also have senior forward Zach Vassar and Carson Hill, who are both 6'2". Connor Ward, 6'1". And once Chris Smalley comes back from that arm injury, he's expected to be cleared in the next week or so. You got another 6'5 combo guard who is athletic and, as Corey said, can jump out of the gym. So Douglas High boys basketball got a lot to look forward to this season. I think that depth is going to be a huge staple as to what you're going to see on the floor. Thacker was not shy about saying that if he needed to sub out an entirely new five or sub in an entirely new five, he thinks they can do so without dropping off energy level or talent wise, which is not something you can usually say for a high school basketball team. That is usually you're seeing, you know, seven, seven, eight, maybe nine guys deep. But for for Douglas to be going 11 or 12 man rotation says a lot about the talent they they have on the floor. Obviously, sitting at one and three, maybe not where they want to be win loss wise, but it's early in the year. And, you know, you can figure things out, obviously. You can say one and three, but they're one and zero oh in league. And as far as they're concerned, those league matches matter a heck of a lot more than any tournament does against California teams. They've also got some bigs inside that are juniors. Ben Shenzing returns. He played as a freshman. Remember, we had did not have a basketball season last year here in North or in Nevada, at least high school basketball season. Ben Shenzing at six five comes back to play on the inside. Also, Theo Reed, another junior at six six. And finally, junior Jack Tolbert at 6'9". That is a tall team, and there are not going to be many teams anywhere in the country, let alone in northern Nevada, that can handle size like that, assuming those are the kind of lineups that Thacker wants to throw out. They do jump into another league game next week against Reed. Douglas starts with quite a few road games to start out the year, but they come home next week against Reed, and then they also take on Grants Pass this Friday. Grants Pass being a school coming down from Oregon. So do the Douglas girls. They are also uh, getting in their first home game on Friday against Grants Pass. They both play at Damani Ranch tomorrow, tomorrow being Tuesday. So another good look at where they may fall in the region. But Corey Thacker, very excited about this team. He was trying to, I think, tamper his own expectations, try not to get too far ahead of himself, but very excited to be not only coaching again for the first time in in 21 months, or as he said, 70 practices since their last game, um, but also a team that, you know, like I said, when you've got that much size, that much athleticism, Gonna be gonna be a fun team to watch, and it sounds like we might see some some dunks from from that Douglas team as well. Defensively is the one area he's, I guess, concerned about. Not concerned about, but where he wants to see the most improvement from the Tigers this season. He said locking down on defense will absolutely have to be priority number one because it's pretty clear from looking at these first games they are capable of scoring in bunches without you know. Too much in the way of stopping them. Obviously, a 40-point outing against Folsom is not a ton, a scoring in bunches per se. But 
you put up 80 against Reno and you, you're capable of showing that, that you can do a lot. Um, so a lot to look forward to there with Douglas boys basketball. We will talk to head coach Corey Thacker for next week's episode and include that in there, but over to the Douglas girls basketball team. They sit at two and two so far. They beat Elko 56 to 20 beat Lassen 47, 41, Fell in their opener to Reno by eight, and then also lost to Faith Lutheran out of Las Vegas on Saturday, 40-29. to A Douglas team that we'll kind of see what to expect. I uh, They've got senior Riley Mello, who's the coach's daughter, coach being head coach Brian Mello. She can shoot. Brian has already said teams have tried to take her away in their first couple of games, which doesn't surprise me at all, given she was close to a 50-40-90 candidate as a sophomore, meaning she shot 50% from the floor, 40% from three, and 90% from the free throw line. That's an NBA statistic. You don't see a lot of high school kids doing things like that. And even if she's not necessarily putting up the most points per game, she's able to draw defenders and open up space for, for other teammates and has, has some size to not only shoot the ball from the outside, but also is capable of clearing out space and playing in the post as well. Interesting fact for the Douglas girls team this year, he's going to let the, I guess in the terms of Brian Mello, he's going to let their point guards on defense kind of set set the tone. And he's going to see how early early season goes where the girls are the ones setting up their own defense, whether they're playing man or zone, uh, not, not necessarily a call coming from the bench. Obviously, I'm sure that's going to fluctuate a little bit depending on situational uh, situations, excuse me, but... Not something, not usually the kind of freedom you see from from a coach, which is uh, a telling sign to how much he trusts his team and how, I guess, headsy he thinks those girls are. Uh, running through their lineup just a bit. Obviously, I mentioned senior Riley Mello. She's joined alongside with senior Campbell Deadman, who will be at the point. Also a captain for the Tigers, along with Cat Boudalone, also at the point. So Douglas will be in good hands at the point guard position. Senior Reagan Brown is the fourth and final senior for the Tigers this season. You also see Gabby Wallace, Abby Gerdner, uh, softball players, Talia Trenton, soccer player, Leela Weaver, and Camden Miller. Camden Miller had a 10-point outing against Reno, along with Talia Trenton as well. So they are going to get production from all over the place. You also got volleyball star Addie Dewar coming over for her junior season. Zora Simpson is another girl that... Mello expects to be able to shoot quite a bit from the outside. So we'll see what the Douglas girls basketball team is capable of doing this winter. But so far, so good with a 2-2 two and two start. And like I said, coming into league play again tomorrow at Damani Ranch, who's also sitting at 2-2, two and two, will be a good tent- telltale sign of where both of these teams sit as far as the Northern Nevada standpoint or league play. But... That's going to do it for episode four of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckel. You can find all of our stuff online through NevadaAppeal.com and RecordCourier.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Carter Eckel, E-C-K-L. Thanks again to our main sponsor for today's episode, Jeff Mulvahill, and my producer. You can find all of his work at www.instaimage.com. And we will catch you next week. Next week.